Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sportball Talk. As always, I am your host, Eric Plack, 87 TLAC, and as always, Sportball Talk is brought to you by Eden Esports Club. Check them out at Eden Esports Club, where you can find all the latest Sportball Talk podcasts, also now available on iTunes, so follow on iTunes. Also on SoundCloud, so listen to it on SoundCloud. Listen to it on both places. It's a dream for your ears. So today on Sportball Talk, we're going to be talking about the NCAA. We're going to start off by recapping the men's basketball tournament. Then we're going to be talking about kind of the corruption slash awfulness of the NCAA in general. So we'll start with a section we call Quick Hits. And we'll talk about the NCAA basketball tournament. It was a crazy NCAA basketball tournament this year. We had the first ever number one seed in Virginia losing. We had an 11 seed in Loyola making it to the final four. We had two 13 seeds, including Buffalo, go Bulls, make it uh, win a game in the first round. But really, in the end, after all of that, a number one seed just dominated the tournament. Villanova kind of just walked through the tournament. They won all their games by 12 or more. Over the six games, they had over a 100-point differential, obviously positive. They covered the spread in every single game, if you're into that kind of stuff. And... And on CBS, so I saw their their bracket stats, Villanova was picked on 20% of the brackets. One in every five bracket picked Villanova to win, which is a lot of brackets. And then they just dominated through. They looked good in every game. They Michigan, in the final game, it looked like they were going to come back every once in a while, and then Villanova just shut the door. And they won the, they won the championship game by 12 points. They won, they beat Kansas by, by over 12, everyone. just So Villanova... Their second national championship in three years really just dominated in a tournament with a lot of upsets. They were like, nah, one seeds, that's how we roll. And they just rolled through the tournament. So congratulations to Villanova. They look like to, they look to be set up for a long time. I mean, they're 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 not really a one and done school, but I'm sure a lot of players will be going to the NCAA. But man, they've been strong recruiting. Like I said, two two of the last three winners, Villanova, so. We'll see how they pan out. If they go to the tournament as a one seed next year, I wouldn't bet against them. So that brings us to our main topic of today's podcast, which is the NCAA in general and why it sucks and it's awful. So let's kind of zero base the argument that I'm about to throw out here and talk about what the NCAA is. So I'm going to pull a lot of this information actually just straight from the Wikipedia article on the NCAA. But what the NCAA is, it's a nonprofit. So we'll start there. It's a nonprofit, which has over uh, 1,281 institutions and conferences that it manages, and then it helps about half a million student athletes as they go through college sports. And it's headquarters in Indianapolis, Indiana. So, and the NCAA gets its power from the schools. The schools are in the organization, and they give the NCAA their organizing body power so the schools are enabling the ncaa and that's something to note as we go on with this conversation so how much money does the ncaa make well in 2016 2007 in the 2016 2017 fiscal year the ncaa made 1.06 billion dollars in revenue 1.6 billion dollars for a nonprofit. And 82%, actually more than 82% of that is generated by the men's basketball tournament because of the TV rights, the TV deals, merchandising, all that stuff. They make a ton of money on that. I mean, do you have like five channels playing that 
for like two weeks straight. So that's where most of their money makes. But where does it go? So 4% of that, that $1.6 billion goes back into day-to-day, day-to-day operations for the NCAA. 8% goes into like the, uh, the NCAA's like legal services, communication, insurance, just like more administration stuff. So like 12% goes to the NCAA to make to run itself, which is about $120 million in this case, which is a lot of money to run a company for the record. And then the remaining 88% goes to the schools, organizations, and student athletes. So I mentioned earlier that the NCAA was a nonprofit. Um, this has been challenged a couple times, but in most cases, the NCAA wins the case. There's been a bunch of organizations, news outlets, ESPN recently, they jug into this nonprofit to see where the money's going. And it seems shady that they're a nonprofit. And I'm sure the CEO is making like millions of dollars because $120 million to just run this organization seems ridiculous. But that's not even what I want to talk about. It just seems shady. So yes, they're a nonprofit. They don't pay like taxes on anything because they're a nonprofit, which is unbelievable. So the NCAA, uh, like I said, it's given its power by its membership, which was kind of started in 1952. Um, And basically, the NCAA has a finance committee that basically can put sanctions, put schools on probation. They can ban a school from a sport. There's like an appeals process. It's basically like a court. So, But the biggest infraction that has come up recently, and definitely in the NCAA, there was a big scandal this year, is paying players money. And it's not it's not illegal to pay at student athletes money. It's not. It's an NCAA rule. So anytime this happens, it's not like the government has some rule that's like to protect the kids, they can't be paid while they're in college. No, this is just an NCAA rule. And it's the one that comes up a lot of the times. Like I said, in the, NCAA, in the men's basketball this year, there were over 20, I think there were 20 schools that were implicated in playing players to recruit them or attempting to recruit them by playing. At one point, it was like eight of the top 10 schools was on that list. Arizona had the largest kind of scandal. That whole coaching staff is probably not coming back. It's up in the air. But they they were apparently offering kids $100,000 to come there. So you create, by not letting the, the kids get paid, you create kind of this well, how do we get around this and offer them offer them finances we can? Because mostly it's scholars. You can mostly offer scholarships, books, you know, anything to help financially for school, but you can't just give them money. So it creates kind of this weird black hole of, hey, how do we get these kids money to get them here without breaking the rules? And Really, this this whole this is this is what pisses me off about the NCAA. Why why can't they just get paid? Like you're making 1.6 billion dollars off of the kids, mostly college basketball kids. So there's some weird stuff like, well, how do you do you pay basketball players more because they are making more money, or do you pay it across even? That is something the NCAA as an organization should figure out. That is that is literally their job. Do your do your job. 
and figure that out. But these kids should be getting paid because they're generating, they're part of an organization that is generating over a billion dollars a year. One of the first times this was brought up in court was in 1953. So right after these fuckers organized, right? This stuff came up. And what happened was the court ruled that they had to pay students or athletes. And they were owed worker compensations. So the NCAA came up with a term called student athlete. And this way, they could say they're student athletes and they don't need to get paid. That is how they got around that case. That is some of the slimiest shit I've ever heard. So that's why when you're hearing student athlete, that's where that term comes from. It comes from this court case where the court ruled that athletes and students were owed compensation, but then they came up with a new definition for what they are, student athletes, so they can get around the fucking litigation. That's unfucking believable. <sighs> there's been other, um, there's been, and there's been other times this has come up. In, in 2013, Jay Billis, who's a great analyst for ESPN, one of, one of definitely the better analysts on ESPN, he revealed, he kind of went through and was like, hey, check this out. He went to the NCAA site and he just started typing in players' names. Because the NCAA is not supposed to be, so the players don't get paid and the NCAA is not supposed to be making money off the players. They're supposed to be making money off the schools because the players aren't getting paid. That's how they get around playing the players. What happened was Jay Billis went to the NCAA site and looked at their, you know, he said, hey, the NCAA is taking advantage of players through jersey sales. So he went to the site and he typed in Teddy Bridgewater and and his jersey came up and he typed in Johnny Manziel. He searched them and their jersey came up, typed in Jadavian Clowney and his jersey came up. So the NCAA search engine for their official store was giving you jerseys based on player, not on team. And he brought this to light and then the the NCAA just took down player jersey sales because they know they got caught and they got fucked up. They fucked up. And it's unbelievable. You see these these like when when a team wins the national championship and you see those stupid commercials right after, like, your team has just won the national championship by this commemorative pack. There's always players on it, on the pictures. Like their images are being used. You have to pay them. The NCAA makes their money off of yes, schools, but also off of players, which means they should they should be paid. I think one of how I actually I actually think this is a this is a great analogy. South Park in an episode they did called the Crack Baby Athletic Association referenced the NCAA and compared its rules to slavery, which is basically what is happening. They have unpaid people working from them and they're making billions of dollars. So former and here's another good one. The former NCAA president Walter Byers in his book, Unsportsmanlike Conduct, Exploiting College Athletes, summarizes his criticisms of the NCAA's operation, stating that, and remember, this is from the former president. Today, the NCAA President's Commission is firmly committed to the neo-plantation belief that the enormous proceeds of college games along with, belong to the overseers, administrators, and supervisors, coaches. The plantation workers performing in the arena may only receive these benefits authorized by the overseers. He is basically saying that the NCAA is slavery. 
Like the, that is a former NCAA president. Now, granted, he probably you know wrote it up to sell books because he has to sell his book, right? But that's a pretty ridiculous statement when you think about it. Another thing, another thing from my history, you know, since this is a sports and esports show, there used to be old NCAA football and basketball games. Those are no longer made because the players in the game resemble the players playing the game, and they were not getting paid money. The EA was sued over this, and they had to pay out players for using their image in the game. So the NCAA was licensing them, was licensing their brand or whatever to EA and making all the money from that. No players, even though the players looked identical in the game, were getting paid. It's a stupid rule. It really is. Like, just pay the players. Like, figure out a way to fairly compensate the players. A lot of these guys, of the almost half a million student-athletes that you're making money off of, almost none of them become professional athletes. And a lot, even a lot of them aren't getting scholarships. Like, you, you have just walk-ons and stuff like that, who if you're playing football, you're risking your life at this point because you can get CTE to play, and you're not getting anything back. They need to be played. They need to be paid. They really, really do. And with this latest basketball scandal where schools – I mean, the NCAA is telling schools you can't play – you can't pay players, you can't pay players, you can't do this, you're violating, you're violating. What is stopping at some point – and there's so many schools on the list, like – all schools in the Power Five conferences in basketball, or the Big Five conferences, I think they're calling basketball. What is stopping these schools from just saying, all right, fuck it. Let's leave and make our own organization. I think that is honestly the next step. I think that the Power Five conferences, at some point when one of these scandals happen, again, that goes over all of these schools, they're going to say, these rules are so archaic. Or they should. Someone should stand up and say, these rules are archaic. They're ridiculous. We need to just, they can leave. They'll leave the NCAA and start a new organization. That's all they have to do. That's, that's all someone has to do is get a conference to leave. If one leaves, the others are going to follow. Like you're not going if, if to, the, if the SEC pulls out of the NCAA, you're going to lose a ton of money. I mean, Alabama is obviously the biggest generator of college football funds. Now, the basketball side, you're going to have to look at the Big East. You could just everyone could just pull out. I think that is I think that is where this is going. I think someday the NCAA because of this ridiculous rule where you can't pay players will dissolve. I based on that, I think it has to change or I'm hoping it has to change or will dissolve because this is bullshit. Pay the people that are making you money. Otherwise, as we referenced, it's slavery. It's legit slavery. It's unbelievably corrupt. And that's it for today's Sportball Talk. Uh, leave a comment. Let us know. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you think the NCAA is corrupt and they should be paying players because they should. If you don't think that, you're probably wrong. But, you know, let me know why I'm wrong. We can We can talk about it. Thanks for listening. And I will see you all. Oh, as always, brought to you by Eden Esports Club. Check them out at edenesportsclub.com. Every episode of Sports Ball Talk on Eden Esports Club. Thanks for listening.